and I went in there. I looked up the name of the marketing person on LinkedIn. I went to the front desk. I said, hi, I have a meeting with Laura at 1.30. I had no meeting. <laughs> they're like, they're like <laughs> they, go, they go, oh, yeah, of course. They ask for my IDs. I look at Harrison. And I'm like, I can't, this is working. We give our IDs. That is so good. She, she's typing in our information. She's about to take a photo of us on the webcam to send us up. She goes, wait, I don't see you guys in the system. And I said, no, it can't be. I mean, we spoke to the headquarters. They told us to come at 1.30. We should, we should be in the system. We were just going to go up the elevator and say, where's your marketing person? I need two minutes. That is when the elevator pitch comes in. And they- <laughs> We've been talking about getting an intro song. We wanted to get a guy on Fiverr to do it for us, but- yeah, we've been looking. I am for now someone, choosing but... the intro song for Team Finance Pod. I've taken it over, and this is the intro song. Come on! If you're not getting hyped to this, get off the pod. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Dude, I wake up at six a.m. and just start blasting Playboy Party. Yo, 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 welcome back to the Team Finance Podcast. We are here today with a very special guest. We have. Mordecai Weiss, is that how you say your name? Yeah, yeah, that's perfect, man. Wow, that was pretty okay. good. Morty, <laughs> we'll call AKA, you Morty. AKA Morty for Prez. You know, that's how some people know me around here. Yes, sir. All right, so Morty, you are a lawyer, a content creator. You are former tech founder, all of that. Um, I don't want I want you to be able to do your own intro. I don't want to like mess anything <laughs> up. So just tell us who you are real quick. Hell yeah, man. First of all, thank you guys for having me, Sam and uh, Masio. And, uh, you know, I've been a fan of the pod. Happy to jump on with you guys. I got recruited to play basketball in college. And after a year of sitting on the bench, I, I had enough and I dove into business. And it was during college where I had my tech startup, which was an app that you guys described in one of your podcasts about <laughs> finding the most lit parties. So it, the app was actually called Lit. We actually own the trademark on the word Lit. So I own Lit for now. And that was my. Wait, do I have to pay college. like a royalty every time I say that? <laughs> <laughs> if you if you make money on it, you know wow. we could dive into. Uh, hold on, maybe it's too loud. And so that was really my career in college was in the in the tech space, entrepreneurship. And from there, I pursued law school, and I I attended my dream school, NYU Law School, and that was an amazing experience in the West Village. I was on the basketball team there, which was I got to relive my old days a little bit, and. That was, I graduated in 2021. I joined a big law firm in New York City called Gibson Dunn, one of the more well-known, like the top two groups in the country. And then I went in-house at a real estate company. But throughout the whole time, I've been doing a lot of content creation, uh, working on a lot of discrete projects. I, I get bored really fast and people call it ADD. I just call it uh, you know, creativity, whatever it is. But yeah. I, I do video creation, product design, web design, marketing, um, really anything and everything to keep me excited. So that's really my story. Now I've, I've been given a really cool platform on TikTok, over 70 million views up to date. And I speak at different universities. And I love speaking to you know guys your age because I'm not that much older than you guys, really. Uh, just a yeah. few years ahead. So if I could just tell what I did and what I found worked and what didn't work, hopefully you guys could you know could listen and learn and then be a much better version of me one day in, in three or four years. Yeah, that's our goal. We're just going to try to pick your brain for like the next <laughs> yeah. hour or something. So we're Perfect. thinking we're going to go through your journey like chronologically is what we thought made the most sense Ooh. than trying to like jump around. So it really starts with your tech startups in college, right? And that includes yeah. the app you started called Lit. So yeah, like you said, we totally just like, I, I did, I was like, I didn't, I, 
it's my fault that I didn't like do enough research trying to figure out if anyone had done this before. But you had tell us about Lit, what exactly, um, how it operated, when this was, and um, yeah. Oh, definitely. And by the way, someone, one of my followers, tagged me in that video. That's how I found you guys. <laughs> oh, so you- <laughs> yeah, because because I made a video about Lit, and then they saw your ah. video and tagged me like, "Oh, Morty already did it." So <laughs> I was in college in New York City. I don't know if you guys, how old are you guys? 16 16 oh wow okay so i was i was in college in new york and these were the nightlife golden ages nightlife is not the same post-covid but at its height dude we were out at clubs with travis scott post malone we were going out a lot it was it was sick so but there was an issue where we would go out at night we'd pay a hundred dollar cover we'd pay for the uber we'd get there and it was a terrible vibe. The crowd was bad. The line was too long. And I thought to myself, there has to be a way to know how the venue, how the bar or the nightclub is at that exact moment before I actually invest and show up there. So we set out to create it. So I went home, started drawing up different screens and thinking about how to really build this out. And then Lit was born. And what it did is it would take the average of all the ratings within that hour and show it on a party stats screen. So when you get to the club, you check in at, let's say, One Oak. And we'd ask you right away, how lit is it? And it was really simple. I mean, this was when we were designing the UI and the UX for anyone that is interested in apps or product design. The easier, more simple it is, the less features you put in, the better it is. A lot of founders, the mistake that I see is they try beefing it up and they think that the more features they put in, the better it will be, the better the competitive advantage. But users are very exhausted and they don't want to take time. So similar, you know, we wanted to model it off the simplicity of ways that it's, you have to be able to use this app when you're drunk. So you get in there, you click one to five, the bigger the flame, the better it was. And then you'd open up our map. And you would see on the screen, oh, this place is popping right now. Let's go here. And also, you would have lit friends on the app as well. So a lot of times, you don't want to text the girl straight out saying, hey, are you out right now? Because that may look a little too simpy. <laughs> but you could look on lit and see, oh, dude, you know, Brittany just checked in around the block with her friends. Let's just show up. And we'll, hey, what's Oh, good yeah. to see you guys here. You know, so, um, so that was the app. We had a, a team of eight core, core team members and then 100 camps ambassadors across five campuses we launched it dude i was going to school from nine to five because i was at yeshiva university it's a double curriculum college i was in the honors program the business program so i was studying from nine to five just in class and i'd go to the library from let's say 5 30 to 8 30 then i'd drive two or three hours and throw a launch party for six seven hundred people wow and then i'd get home (laughs) it sounds like busy but it must have been the time of your life doing that right yeah it is i i think that anyone especially you at your age, you must try a startup. It doesn't have to be an app. It doesn't have to be a podcast, whatever it is. It is the most fulfilling experience, the most stressful. And I would say I learned more, you know, no hate to any of my uh, academic pursuits, but I learned more at that startup than any other schooling that I've done. Yeah. Before, yeah. I don't want to say, I'm just going to cut you off real quick. Morty, Dude. I heard you say something about simplicity. And I feel like that applies to pretty much any business. Like you see with in and out or like something like that, where like people love those like simple businesses where you don't have to like worry about stuff. Like, I don't know. I feel like options are a bad thing. Like 90% of the time. Yeah, definitely. I think if you go to a restaurant and you know, the, they used to call it the diner menus, you know, you used to go to a diner and they have a thousand items on the menu. And you go to a lot of the really popular restaurants, like you're saying, I'm kosher. So I don't really I've never eaten that. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I've never eaten that in and out. But you know, I hear Chipotle, Chipotle is kind of similar where you just for consumers, they're, they're 
they're getting hit a hundred different ways on their phones, on billboards. Now, when you go take a piss at the bathroom, there's an advertisement in front of you on the urinal. You can't yeah. get, <laughs> yeah. I was in Miami and I'm looking out into the ocean and they have boats now in Miami that go by with advertisements. So, so oh, yeah. I saw those. I've <laughs> Dude, seen they have those. Ad, yeah. They have ad boats. So consumers don't get a rest. So if you do get their time, even for a second, it better be quick. It better be concise and it better be interesting. Yeah, totally. Um, so lit seems like it was or is a great app. What happened to lit? Is it still around or did you sell it? What no, that's a good. That, that's a great question. You know, I, I sold it for five billion dollars. I now um, <laughs> you know, I have homes, I have homes all over the U.S. It's great. Uh, yeah, dude. So we we were at about ten to fifteen thousand users, and you know, you do have the chicken and egg problem because you're trying to get users, and at the same time, you're trying to sign up venues. Um, and I think if you're trying to pursue any app or any business, it has to be 110%. And I think at that time, especially at my age, I wasn't even legal to drink yet, boys. I mean, I was 18, 19. <laughs> yeah. I was 18, 19 years old running a nightlife app and like going, knocking door to door to venue owners. And I would put on my best suit, my best tie to make myself look older. But I mean, I was, I was young. So I think the timing was tough. I, I think looking back, I really didn't know shit. I still don't know a lot. I'm still learning every single day. I'm trying to get better, but especially then. Um, and then I also think it's hard. You want to take a safe bet. Like I knew if I went to law school, I for sure would get a job that pays X after law school. And I would always have that. So I think timing and every, everything is super important. I think, you know, sometimes taking a taking a risk is a hard decision. And, you know, a lot of times you hear the hero stories of, yeah, I dropped out. And then, you know, oh, this guy dropped out and stuff in the garage. But for every one of those success stories, there are about a thousand other people that did drop out. The startup didn't work out. And um, now now they're back to square one. So I think it's all I, I you know, I've always thought about going back to it. But I, could you imagine, guys, if I would have built up lit to an amazing app and then COVID hit? I mean, that would have been that. that way, yeah, it would have worked. Yeah, it right. would have been. That, like, that would have been really bad. That would, so in like some ways, you just could think like maybe God was looking out for me and pushing me a different yeah. way because like, like nightlife is still not where it, where it was even now. Yeah. Were there any like you just mentioned some of the problems? Were there any like legal problems specifically that like turned you towards being a lawyer or? Yeah, dude. I mean, any business is so legal intensive. Every single, it does not matter what you do. If you guys have your podcast here, what's so hard? We're on, you know, we're, we're just videoing. You need an LLC agreement because, sorry, you need a, you need an operating agreement. How are you guys split the revenue? Who decides what? How could you hire more people? All of a sudden you start making money. Now you have to figure out how, what bank account. You have to open up an account. That, is, that Those are more documents. Everything is complicated nowadays. So when we were running the app, trademarking the name, I would go through, and just so you guys, just a quick rundown on what trademarking is. You guys have the team finance pod. You yeah. guys are now using the name on your platform. You have it on Instagram. So you've actually established the use of the name. But even so, if you wanted an extra layer of protection, you would have to file it with the federal government. And you would have to go through any name that has the word teen in it. And teen money, teen cash, teen finance. And you would have to go. I went through hundreds of names and they all have a description on them. And if your description is anything similar to someone else that's already filed, you can't use the name anymore. So I don't know, did you guys even do a trademark check for teen finance? I mean, our trademark check consists of like a Google search and a podcast <laughs> search pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you know, if, the, if the Instagram name's available, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, I will do a complimentary trademark search after. But um, you. <laughs> but, but awesome. you know, that was that was very complicated. Just trademarking the name, and then when we were bringing in investors, we raised um, not you know not millions, not hundreds of thousands, but even at that age, like for me, ten k was insane. And we had to think how you wanted to structure the company so the investors had protection. So we we incorporated as a C corp, and that's I don't want to bore everyone to say what the advantages are, but. That was a whole process. Now investors are giving us money. How do we want to do it? Do we want to give them straight up shares? Do we want to do a convertible note? Again, this is all legal jargon that will kill the entertainment value of this podcast. So I'm not <laughs> going to get into it. But but I couldn't believe how difficult the landscape was from the legal pr- perspective. Everything else is intuitive. Marketing. All right, guys, how do we market this app? We were at West Virginia University. I called up all the ambassadors. We had like 30 at that campus. I printed out door hangers. You guys know when you go to a hotel, this is the best marketing idea. Do you know when you go to a hotel and they have do not disturb signs? You know, people are getting on the freaky. They put on the do not disturb signs. (laughs) Yeah. So I designed custom door hangers with our app on the front and our launch parties on the back. So people knew where our parties were. (laughs) Everyone in West Virginia went to sleep. And my ambassadors at 2 a.m. went across the whole campus and put up 2,000 door hangers. You hit so like every door, man. <laughs> dude, dude, talk about user acquisition costs being low. About $100 worth of door hangers. They woke up and instantly, within an hour, by 9 a.m., we had 600 more downloads. I love within it. Within an hour. It's so wow. good. Yeah, within an hour. And it was it's just thinking outside the box and doing things in, in a in a cheap way and trying to everyone wants to think, oh, Instagram, TikTok, which is great, but you know, sometimes when everyone's on digital, it does make sense to go back in time a little bit and get more tangible. So that was one of the marketing things we did. But anything when it comes to business, like you guys will see as you guys continue along, things are intuitive. Law is not intuitive. You actually it's very complicated. And it's honestly It's purposely designed that way to gatekeep the industry because if everyone understood law, right, if they made it simple enough for Sam and Massio to understand this LLC agreement, then you wouldn't need a lawyer. And who's the one who's the one creating all these laws and regulations? Sam, government with the lawyers and (laughs) lawyers. Yeah. Lawyers make the landscape so impossible that you will forever need them. Yeah. Sad reality. Why is it that to pay your taxes, you need a lawyer? Shouldn't it be simple enough? Okay, I made this much money. Here's that. Into Balance, it. <laughs> depreciation, amortization, different categories. So anyway, yeah, law, yeah. law, is, law is pretty complicated. <laughs> yeah. Um, so other question. So with Lit, were you guys making money at a point? Or how, how did you plan on making money off of it? So there's a lot of money in nightlife promotion mostly from the alcohol companies oh dude i gotta show you guys something i i could i could show you guys something hold on you have to let me get something from down go for it go for it go for it dude yeah wait wait wait. let's do this later because i have a new venture i'm working on it is the biggest bullshit but it's hilarious and i have a prototype in my living room and i will show it to you and i will preview it on the teen finance pod okay we'll get to it at the very end if people yeah. stick we'll around do that, to the we'll end, do it at the very end dude and, and someone's gonna I, I can't it's a board game and it's sick but anyway okay. Um, okay in terms of making money for startups the users and the data are the money so when we would open up the back end so our portal we would see that when one venue would light up and there were a lot there was a lot of activity on the app 
we would actually see our users migrate towards that venue. So the, the okay. party stats was really powerful. And I was thinking here we're at a small college campus, but once we get to Vegas and we get to New York City and we get to places in Miami, there is real money in pushing consumers in a certain way in nightlife. But most importantly, alcohol, alcoholic brands promoting on our app. What better platform would there be to promote your new tequila brand or your new vodka brand than a nightlife app? So I think it's really hard for a social media app to think about monetization. I was always thinking about that, especially when raising money, you want to say, this is how we're going to make money. But being that we were still very young, we, we made a few thousand here and there, but it just, it, it didn't even cover expenses. So I, I would say it was more so the long game. And that is a challenge for startups. It really is because in the beginning, no one even wants to answer your phone calls. Yeah. What other yeah, like totally. main lessons and takeaways do you have from lit? Just if you want like to sum it up, what are the most important things that you like would apply to a new tech startup if you had to do it all over again? Yes. It's a great question. The number one piece of advice I'd give is people that know business marketing, fundraising, they think that they can outsource the technology if it's any sort of tech company. They think they could hire someone who will be you know, overseas or someone you're paying per hour to build a tech company. And when, when we went to venture capitalists and I did get my foot in the door, they said, wait, where's your tech founder? And I said, what? No, we're business guys. I mean, we, we've, we have our tech handled, but, but, but you know, we, we have this guy that we're paying. And I think when you're building a product, you are going to go through so many iterations, so many changes. You're going to get feedback, change, get feedback, change what's working, do more of what's working, get rid of the features that no one's using. And I think that was the biggest takeaway is building a team for what the company is. So if you're building a, a podcast, you should have great entertainers. If you're building a tech startup, there better be someone on, you know, on the cap table that owns a good percentage of the company that has a strong background in tech. If you're building a lumber company, you better have a rugged guy that knows how to chop wood. So I think when it comes to any sort of startup, you really need to think about who is a who is the right person for this. Sometimes it takes a lot of humility to say, I don't know anything about this, so we better get someone to take the place. That yeah, was the number that, one. That's, that's gold. Cause I mean, I've been totally. thinking about like what I wanna do after high school and stuff if I wanna, you know, major in like something like business or like CS and do something like in the technical side. And I'd always thought like with, you know, more and more things being able to be outsourced, like does it even make sense to like, you know, become someone who's technical like that? But I think what you're saying about like the iterations, you kind of just need to be able to like do stuff yourself, build stuff yourself, fix stuff at a moment's notice. Like those you can't when you're in like that early stage startup, you can't afford those like delays and those communication errors and all that kind of stuff. So I agree. I think that might affect what I do after, you know, um, I think it'd be fun to do some like technical, but we'll see. Yeah. And you guys are so ahead of the game. And if you're on a podcast, you're both very well spoken. You're focused. When I was 16, I was yelling into the mic on GTA. So you guys, are- <laughs> hey, we do that too. Trust. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's right after this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but but anyway, the more you know how to do yourself, the better you are. Was, you know, my father always gave me a great lesson. He's he's been a great role model for me in, in every step. Is your professionals are only as good as you. So Masio, if you hire someone who's a coder and you don't know shit about coding, do you know if they're doing a good job? And Sam, if you no. if you hire someone to do your social media marketing and you've never ran a, run a, a successful social media campaign, do you know if you're getting good work? So even if you're going to outsource, 
you you need to know the business just as well as they do. Yeah, that was a good lesson for my um, dad. Yeah, on on the topic of SMMA and that kind of stuff, I don't know where your you said marketing agency. I don't know where this slots in in the timeline, so we can just do it now. <laughs> what was your marketing agency? Explain this real quick. Yeah, so listen, I, I see there are a lot of people on TikTok that say like, do a marketing agency and make $10 million. And, you Dude, know, you every, gotta... every, all those YouTubers and stuff, it drives me crazy sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so I just want to pare it down and make it more palatable for us because when they talk about millions and millions, we can't relate to it. I'm talking about small scale, $10,000 here, $10,000 there. I'm going to give you guys a great example. Um I've always been very outgoing and I would talk to people and I spoke to the guy, the guy that owned a real estate company and he said he wanted to do SEO. You guys know when you Google teen finance pod, you could you could create keywords in a whole campaign that your podcast will come up on top on Google. Very it's powerful SEO's tool. name. SEO. That's what, his nickname is search engine optimization. <laughs> oh, really? oh, you do SEO? Huh? Well, no, huh? his name is no, it's my is nickname. Maceo, it's so half my name. Yeah, we oh, end, yeah. Oh, good call. Maceo, so that's oh, good like, call. <laughs> good call. Good call. Good call. I didn't even realize that. But anyway, so I, I was speaking to him, and he's like, "We really need SEO." And I looked up on Google. I said, "How much?" I, I contacted search engine SEO companies and found out how much do they charge. I was thinking a hundred bucks. They said two thousand dollars a month. I said, "Do you get two k a month for SEO?" So what did I do? I was a junior in college ton of free time. And I took a two or three month SEO course on udemy.com. The course cost me $20 and I was locked in. So I did SEO. I became a, a total master at it. And then I started getting clients. One here, 20K in, in, a few, in a few months. Another client, 10K here, 10K there. For something that I learned myself, it didn't cost me any money, no, no startup costs. And I made a lot of, I made some really good money finding a basic need, not a big marketing agency with millions and millions of dollars. I found a small thing that someone needed and I saw how much other people were charging. And I said, wait, if I could do it just as well and I'll charge a fourth and I get four or five clients, I'll do it on a Sunday. I was always, I'm always working Saturday night, Sunday. I'm always at my computer just typing away. So that's just one example of the things that I was doing. I'm also a videographer, um, a video producer. It, so I was always making videos and finding different talent, but the SEO is a perfect example of taking your free time and turning it to money. And it doesn't need to be millions. I mean, if you're in college or high school, there are people that are 30, 40 years old that run a business that don't know what Instagram and TikTok is, but they know they need it. So, yeah. so I think yeah. people your age take for granted how much knowledge you guys have and how valuable it is. This stuff just comes naturally to you guys. So, you know, making TikTok videos, trends, hashtags, it's just like second nature for us. But for people that are 20 years older, your your knowledge is valuable and and can be compensated very well if you position yourself in the right way. You, yeah. hold on. you said videography <laughs> you this is like my thing that's what i do so i just like really? how long did you do that for yeah i mean I, do, I like for my school and stuff i make all like the the sports videos all like the announcement videos all of that so i've been doing it for dude, like dude. the past like five years so are you serious you have to send it to me huh? i will i'll send dude. you my, it's at sam crane media on instagram that's are yeah. you serious I'm yeah look at it right now it's my, yeah crane. i've been doing it like i started doing it like fourth grade and then just more recently, I started doing it more often and like getting clients and stuff. So, yeah. Hell yeah. Wow. Oh, dude, this is this is good content here. Wow. Yeah, this is all you? You're editing too? Yeah. <laughs> Bro, this these videos are hard.
<laughs> I mean, you know, it's Kanye. I'll have to look away. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, that was that. When people asked for a song, that was like right before it got way worse. But I'm like, yeah, dude, you're nice with the camera. Yes, sir. You're n you're nice with the camera. I wouldn't just say that. Hell yeah, dude. That's amazing. Yeah. That's how amazing. long did you do okay. video for? When when one of those is happening for you? Forever, dude. Forever. I used to use the flip camera. Do you guys even know what that is? No. Dude, it's a tiny little camera. Not. Do you know the flip camera? You guys, I, I hear you guys. You guys were talking about Yik Yak on one of your podcasts, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, there's no way these guys are that much younger than me. Like, Yik Yak was, was a big company when I was in high school or college, and they got acquired for 30 mil. Company went dead, and they're just reviving now. Oh, oh, did they sign really? like a, a non compete or something? And then they just came no, back? no, it's the same or... company. They just died, and then they brought it back to life. But dude, this company was acquired for thirty million years ago. But anyway, I thought they were the... brand new. Yeah, no, I did too. Dude, I heard you guys talk about. I'm like, there's no way I'm that much older than these guys. Like, this... <laughs> <laughs> I, I had no clue that you can't exist before this. I thought they were a brand new company. No, no, no. So anyway, um, yeah, dude, I've always loved cameras, and I think. You know, now it's really cool to have a camera and to film and make great content. But when I was in high school and I would walk around with the camera, people thought I was crazy. Like before yeah. puberty, I was there. Hey guys, Mordecai. <laughs> like put my dad on camera. Put the camera away. You know, so so yeah. I, think, I, I you know I've always I've always made content and um, I never really posted it places. And when TikTok came out, I said, all right, let me just do one video, and it got a half a million views, and the rest is history. But I think. When it comes to content creators like you guys, you 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 get on the podcast and you love to make content. You love to talk. You like to make videos, yeah. um, and, and you're not even doing it for the views. So for people like you, you're destined to succeed in this. It's like it's it's inevitable. It's it's just gonna happen. It may happen in three years or four years, but if you love to make the content and you don't care who's watching, it will automatically succeed. I've seen it over and over again. But you know who doesn't succeed? People that are jumping on trends, trying to do it just for clout, for views, for the numbers. I was always making videos because I love making videos. And then people started watching. But it's not the other way around. It's not people were watching and then I really dove into the content and creating. So I think it's one of the most important things with content creation that if you're doing it for because you saw someone else do it and get flown out on a yacht and you want to live that cool life, I... 10 times out of 10, they will never succeed in content creation. But if you guys are 16 and on a Sunday making videos, then in five years from now, you'll pop off one moment, dude. All it takes is what I'm telling you in this world, one moment. And then you guys pop off and they go, wow, those guys got really lucky. And then you'll say, no, but five years ago, we were podcasting every Sunday. Yeah. 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 But that's sweet, dude. Um, so did you ever have the intention of becoming like a social media influencer? Like, was that ever your dream of yours or did it just kind of come with like your success almost? Never. And, and people, you know, sometimes people stop me and go, oh, it's that TikTok or he's or they will they'll refer to me as a social media influencer. And I just say, no, I'm a lawyer. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, I work too hard, man, to be called an influencer. And I think I don't think people should strive to be a social media influencer. I think you should strive to do something really important, interesting, and inspiring that then in turn makes people want to watch you. Do you see the difference between those two? One is just saying, I want to have people viewing me versus I want to do something great and people will tune in eventually. So yeah. I never want to be a social yeah. media influencer. I never want people to say, oh, he's an influencer because I'm here 
working on a journey, trying to make the best of myself, giving advice, showing how to proceed academically, professionally, and people are tuning in. Uh, so never, ever, I mean, people ask me when I left my big law firm, are you going full time on the social media influencing? And I think it's, it's also hard because once you do it as a full-time profession, now the views really matter. You know, yeah. like now the brand yeah. deals really matter. I get a lot of brand deal inquiries and the money's good. Like I'm making five figures now just off TikTok, but mm -hmm. I don't even like, I don't even like to do brand deals. I don't yeah. even like to do it. I mean, yeah. the money's nice, but I don't, I don't enjoy like making that content is not fun for me. So I naturally shy away from it. I, before we move into like all the NYU and law stuff, I just yeah. want to get this rest of the social media stuff out of the way. Like I we won't spend too much time on this, but just like with your TikTok growth journey, I know a lot of people who like, I mean, do something like people who do cool stuff, but want to like translate this into like something on TikTok. How would you say yeah. is the best way to go about that? Any like growth hacks that you've come across? Definitely. Hmm. You know, it, it's funny because the, the landscape is changing on TikTok. It's much harder to get attention. You see views yeah. like totally throttling, which is natural. I mean, you see the average, if you scroll on your TikTok page, half the videos are ads now. Those were, yeah. those used to be yeah. user videos. So it makes sense. It's, it's, we could have seen it coming, but I really think it's so important to just unequivocally be yourself and everyone else on social media will say, jump on the trend, use the trending sound, do the dance. I don't think that's the way because maybe you hit one time, maybe you get a hundred thousand views on that one video, but they weren't there for you. They were there because they were scrolling and they love the sound of, you know, coffin by Lil Yachty. And that's always why they watched your video, but otherwise they're not interested. So I think you must do something that is true to you and that no one else is doing. So when I started doing day in the life of a lawyer, bro, no one was making videos of studying and no one was making videos of in a library and becoming a lawyer because people would usually think, oh, that's really boring. Like, who, bro, when you scroll on TikTok, all it is is the Sway Boys. I was with them in LA, by the way. Hot, hot, uh, you know, that's for another story. <laughs> oh, really? but, like, all you see are these kids like without shirts on and Lambos, and you think, why would anyone be interested in my life working to be a lawyer at my dream law school? Why would they care? It's like, it's, it's boring. But, but then I realized that there are so many other people like me that have the same exact interest, and they don't want to see someone in LA with the Lambo because they can't relate to that. So relatability is key. Being yourself is key and individuality is key because otherwise there will be a hundred of you. You will never make the most cinematic content. You will never have the best edits ever. You will never have the best body and the best dances. But if you are you, then you are going to be the best in that niche because that's you. Yeah, it's kind of like what you're saying about like, you know, going viral and having that one hit. It's kind of like slow growth versus, you know, getting that one like shout out. Like a lot of times when you see YouTubers give like smaller people shout outs, a ton of like of their subscribers will, like flock to that channel, but then they'll just like die because I mean, they don't know what content they're there for, you know? Definitely. So I think like it, it, that's good motivation for when you're seeing that slow growth like you just have to wait it out but you know when you're building your audience you're building like you know people that are going to stick with you and listen to the rest of your stuff or like watch the rest of your content so definitely it's, sam and, it's, and one it's last a, thing no matter I, I would never when i speak at universities i just spoke at st john's i would never ever tell someone to pursue uh social media as a job i would never yeah. I, yeah, I it's think not it's, it's a, not I a job it's not. i think it's it a has terrible, to go along with yeah, exactly. Like you need something else to complement it. I think it's 
I think a lot of people on social media are giving a bad message and showing, look how good my life is. I get up and I, you know, I do Pilates and then I have, I answer 10 emails and this is my great life and they're not paying their own rent. So I think at the end of the day, like don't pursue social media full time, but definitely do social media instead of sitting down and watching Netflix. Like I don't like to watch sports. I use, I love sports. I don't like to watch sports. I don't like to watch TV. I don't like to watch other people do things. I'm thinking to myself, why don't I just do it? Yeah. So yeah. That's it. That's, that's my, my take for, you know, creating. <laughs> All right. I think it's time to roll into to NYU, get to oh, the yeah. next chapter in your life. Just like, what was it? What was it like at NYU? Tell us about that. Hello, boys. I'm seeing these lights over here. So when I was applying to law school, is that better? That's a little better. Yeah, it's a little better. So when I was applying to law school, I was never really that great of a student. I was in detention a lot, not because I was rebellious, but because I couldn't sit and, and listen. I found class very boring. So no one ever knew me as the smart kid. I was on the basketball team. I was always hooping. I missed. I had 60 absences my senior year of high school. I just, <laughs> I missed a lot. And no one ever knew me as, I was always in the mid classes. Um, and then when I decided I wanted to go to law school, I said, you know, if I'm going to do this, it has to be the the best school. It just, I can't have it any other way. And I applied to all these law schools and they all put me on a wait list. And for those that don't know, that is basically saying, we read your application. We're not saying no, uh, but we probably won't say yes. It's like, it's like you, you, most people die on the wait list. So I was on the wait list at my dream school, NYU. And I always wanted to go there because my mom went to NYU another great role model for me. And I couldn't have it any other way. So dude, I would be on the treadmill and I just, I would see myself every day just walking through the courtyard. Like for me in my head, I was in the school already. I just had to figure out how, how to get them to realize. It was a surety already. And people thought I was crazy because it's the number six school in the whole country. And I wasn't, you know, I wasn't a big bookworm. And I kept visiting. I would go to the school. I'd show my face. I said, I really want to come here. I made myself... I made myself see, seem as someone that really wanted to be there and not just applying to many schools. Like This is where I need to be. And I think they saw that passion and eventually I got off the wait list. And it's just, it was the best blessing in the world, you know, going to school in the West Village in New York City, right across the street from Washington Square Park. It's a magical place. And that first year I, I, I got to class and I was not the smartest in the room. All these kids went to Harvard and Yale and Columbia, and they were all, you know, learning 10 languages by the time they were 15. And I looked around, I said, wow, you know, everyone in this room is more intellectual than me, every single one. But I said to myself, okay, so I will be in the library first. And I was really petty about it too. I wouldn't leave the library until there are until everyone else is gone. Like even if I would, dude, I would just like watch a show. If I was done studying and there were still people in there, I would just watch YouTube. I'm like, I can't leave until I'm the last one here. And through that, man, I finished top of my class. I passed the bar exam, 99 percentile. And, and it's important to hear that. Not because it, it, I'm bragging about my academic accomplishments. It's because I swear I was not the smartest in the room. I was probably the least smart in the room. I had to wake up at 5 a.m. every day just to do my readings. And I would get to class. I'd say, what do you guys think about those readings? Because in law school, they give you 100 pages of very dense Supreme Court jurisprudence to read. And they'd say, oh, it's nice. I did it over coffee today. And I'm up at 5 a.m. just to do the reading. So anytime you're in a place where you feel academically outmatched, 
I think it's important to always know that if you outwork them, you will do better. It's just, it's as simple as that. Hours always win. Totally. Yeah. Um, so we've done like a few episodes on like study hacks and like how to like manage your time in school. Like what are a few like takeaways you have from going to NYU and going through law school? I'm going to throw three big time study hacks. All right. <laughs> you guys know what this is? It's a notebook. You write in it. You know what this is? This is a pen. It's not virtual. It's not electronic. Okay. I, I know you guys are all on the max. Um, yeah. So am I, but this is a planner. This is my week. These are all things crossed out that I needed to do. And if, once it was done, I crossed it out. When you wake up before you go to bed, you get this, you guys order this planner, you must do it. And you write down what you need to do the next day. You write it all out. You can't go to sleep until that's all done. When you finish a task, you cross it out. This keeps you accountable. It keeps you on task. And why not just do it on a cell phone? I'll tell you why you don't do it on a cell phone, Sam. Because if you put on your reminders app, you start putting it in, and then you get a snap from that girl you've been trying to snap for weeks. All of a sudden, you go, oh, you snap her back. Then you get to TikTok and Instagram. 20 minutes go by, and you go, bro, what the? What was I even doing? So hack number one, hack number two, your phone is your enemy. I'm gonna use my planner. I promise. I run. I run my to-do list in my notes app right now. I will stop that because it's so true. It is so true, right? Dude, this is the enemy of productivity. Absolutely, I love the phone. Hundred percent. I love the phone more than anyone else. But it is the greatest enemy of productivity. So that's number two. I, when I was in law school, boys, like, I was an awful studier. I couldn't sit for more than twenty minutes. What I did. I went, the library had a, a small little crevice under a stairwell. Harry Potter vibes, dude, where no <laughs> one else would come. No windows, dude, is my secret spot. I would take my iPhone. I would go up two floors to my locker and I'd lock my phone in my, in my locker. I would text my family. If I had a girl at the time, I'd say, two, I'm going dark three hours. Don't be worried if you can't reach me. And I'd lock my phone. In a locker, nah, I, feel I like, couldn't I feel get like it. you don't tell them. You just gotta play wow. with their feelings, bro. You, 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 you <laughs> 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 no, I, I, you know, I don't want to. I'm giving too much knowledge on the academia. I can't get into that. You know, you gotta. There are all these other dating life influencers. I don't want to. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to step on their niche. Uh, but anyway, so that's that's the second thing, man. Write down your goals on a planner. Get rid of your phone. And a bonus one: a eucalyptus candle. Scientifically proven to improve focus. Really? Really? And then I have one more for you guys. Out of all your friends, Sam and Masio, you guys are 16, so it really shouldn't be high, but I'm going to ask you. I need an honest answer. This is the real deal, boys. No more bullshit. All right. I'm ready. How? What percentage of your friends smoke weed? Probably like... Actually, out of hmm. our friends, like... like I don't know. I guess maybe your like grade. Don't call friends. your friends. Hold on. Don't call your friends. What percentage peers. of your grade of your grade? Like oh. people you know. Like you okay. maybe you don't surround. I'm talking about people you know in your like you walk by every day. Consistently like 30% at uh, least. Mm, I was going to go like 60%. It's not 60%. It's not that high. No, no, no. Look at it. No, it actually is. If you think about it, like every person there does actually smoke. They go to a party they're smoking. Okay. They think about, I they think about every but person. But not like Okay. Sure. Thank you, Matthew, so, for fifth, being honest. Unlike Sam, who's a it's liar. Not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's not that bad. I don't think Boys. It's, it's like, we'll say 50. We'll meet in the middle. Okay. 50. 50. Half of the peers your age are frying their brain, frying their ambition. 
They smoke, they hit the couch, they eat nachos, and they sit there for eight hours. I don't want to hear a single person ask me for productivity advice or how to succeed or how to get a nice watch by age 25 or 26 if they're smoking weed. It's bullshit. They're wasting my time. Totally. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, if you have your planner and you have your phone away, but you are dazed, if you are walking around like a zombie, you will lose 10 times out of 10. And I am so damn sick of hearing everyone say, but everyone does it. But everyone smokes weed. So why can't I smoke weed? They're all sedated. They're, they're, they're sedated. They're not humans. They're not walking around lucid. That is my number one piece of advice. Screw the planner. Screw the <laughs> sitting down. Stop smoking weed. It's not cool. If your parents did it, you wouldn't be in college. If your grandparents did it, you guys would probably all be dead by now. My grandparents fled from Europe away from the Nazi regime. They for sure were not smoking weed. My parents yeah. grew up dirt poor. They would come home every day, both of them at 9, 10 PM. So exhausted. They could barely talk. They were not smoking weed. So if you're privileged and you're in a place where you don't have to worry about anything, that's not an excuse to smoke. So that is one thing. When I go to campuses, that's what I say. And everyone thinks I'm crazy. They think I'm crazy because no one else is talking about it. So if you see your boy smoking weed, like my friends, they know don't pull out a joint in front of me. I don't know what my friends yeah. do. They don't want to say, do not pull out a joint in front of me. That's it. I'm yeah. not, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to be near you. I don't, I don't want that energy. So let me tell you, just because if everyone else is doing something, so much more so, it's an ex- it's a good justification that you should not do it. Group think yeah. if you want to be if you want to stand out, you must do things that no one else is doing. If that means resisting weed, if that means not doing drugs, then you better go ahead and do it. So I can't believe I didn't lead with that, but I damn well will yeah. end with that. Stop smoking weed. W school advice. I like that. I like that. That was great. All right. Um, other other things like I know a lot of people like you want to get into top schools like NYU. Um, what should they be doing now in high school? What should they be doing to get in? Something amazing. And what I mean by that is your your advisors will say, you know, do do this club and this club is really good and be president of your accounting club. Dude, every everyone applying to these schools were president of every club. Yeah. Everyone applying to these top schools have great grades. Everyone applying to these top schools have the best standardized test scores which means you need that but you need much more to get in so i'll give you a few examples my startup was a great differentiator at that point i already was running a company with a valuation over 1.5 million dollars i also was very involved with a charity called save a child's heart i still am and this charity takes in kids from developing countries that cannot afford heart treatment and they fly them in into israel and they give them life-saving treatment. They house the children and the families all free of charge. And I was head of the Valentine's Day event, which I was a great promoter because that was that was my business. You know what I'm saying? I knew how to sell tables. I knew how to get people there. Dude, every time we ran that event, we raised $30,000, 30K off ticket wow. sales only. And that was enough money to save a kid every time. It's like every time we did this event, we could we could say to ourselves, we just saved someone. 
It's not conjecture. It's not, oh, this will help, you know, maybe. Like, that money was sent and the kid was flown in and given life-saving heart treatment. And that's a tremendous testament to, to save a child's heart, to the people that lead it. We're not anywhere near the importance of the surgeons, but we did our part. So I'm giving you examples of going above and beyond and not just saying, I'm going to be, you know, president of the racquetball, pickleball club. I don't want anyone playing pickleball. Like, I don't know why you guys are playing pickleball. Play a damn sport. Like, put on your damn, put on your damn basketball shoes and play basketball. What's with the stupid yes, pickleball crap? I'm sorry if you guys play pickleball, but anyway, um, is my audio too loud, by the way? That's not. Uh, no, you're, no fine. you're good. You're fine. No, you're good. So anyway, so that's what I would say. You must be incredibly unique. So if you want to make your own nonprofit, do it. If you want to start your own company, do it. But if you're going for a top school like NYU, where it's one of the best schools in the whole country and world renowned for a law school, you have to be exceptional. All right. Um, what are some of your favorite like New York City hacks from living there? I mean, are you still you're still in New York or? <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm still here. I could turn on my Sorry, camera, is that a- but I have a whole setup. Is, is that a, is that a bad New York question to ask? <laughs> no, it's not a bad. You know, people say, "Hold on, let me see if I could, if I could do this." Hold on, wait. Okay, if I do a front facing camera, could you guys see the view out of my window? A wait, little. Yeah. yeah oh. Now we can. Oh now yeah, we yeah. Now we see it. Now we see it. Oh yeah. Look at that innovation, boys. Um. So anyway, <laughs> do people ask me for New York City hacks? But I've lived here for so long. You know, people people ask me, "How do you survive in New York City?" I went to college here. I went to law school here, and now I live here. So. I don't really know. I could tell you it's cold. It's cold right now. Um, but in terms of surviving in New York City, I, I people ask me that all the time. I don't know, man. You just have to live. And, just like, just and, like and, live and, it, like, do it. Like, like, go, to, go to gyms. You know, you meet cool people at gyms for sure. You join leagues, go to the parks. Um, but I think I, I, I'm at a point now where I'm so used to it that I, I can't possibly put myself back to that first time I walked around New York City to give a, a decent answer. Yeah. Morty, what's your yeah. split? What's your workout routine real quick? I was going to say that. <laughs> uh, oh, dude, I, I work out about four or five times a week now. You know, yeah. I'm the type of dude that you see in the gym. You're not going to turn your head and be like, damn, what's he doing? Okay. That's it, not a thing. Like, No one's ever going to see me lift and go, whoa, like, you know, I want to get advice from him. But if you catch me on a boat in Miami, then then you'll say, okay, you know, he's doing well. But so I <laughs> just to set standards here, uh, I, I work out about four or five times a week. Um. I swim two of those times. I love swimming. I feel like it's a sick workout, really great for flexibility, core strength. And then I do, when I go to the gym, I don't lift too heavy. I, I love pushups and pull-ups. Like anytime I'm frustrated, I'll just drop down 25, 30. Like you just have to be doing pushups all freaking day. Like anywhere I am, I'm just doing pushups. Um, I, I think, especially for at your age, you sh- I don't think you should be lifting heavy. I don't think you need to. Like if you want to put a plate on your back while you do pushups, that's great. But there is nothing more therapeutic than than a workout. It's it's you know. How about you guys? You guys lift? Um, a little bit. Yeah, like all like all summer we like religiously went like every day. Like and then uh, school started all of a sudden. The, I don't know. We still try to get in as much as possible, but I mean it's busy. Like it's like sleep or gym. So <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. So here's my question. Why are you guys so busy? What do you? What year are you in? I mean. This is our junior year, so it's like the year of high school where like you get busy, oh, okay, okay. like four AP classes. I'm like the top of the class, so it's in like president, like stud gov, and all that. So it's like okay, so a lot busy. of work, but you're busy. yeah, I mean, it's 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 like 
a good it's good to have it's good to be busy i think um i mean i lose sleep because of it but uh i mean i'm, I'm about to have winter break so it's fine no oh, problem that's sweet. okay i have i have a commitment i need from both you guys because i took out such valuable time on my sunday i need in return for the next seven days starting today 100 per 100 push-ups every day Okay, you have to we can right. do that. I'll do it. But easy. you, but you guys need well, to update easy, me. Like, I'm gonna follow up on you guys. You have to tell. Okay, we will. Push-ups. Dude, you're gonna do 100 push-ups a day, and by this after the seventh day, you're gonna look different. Yes, sir. All and right, I'm we'll gonna do, do 100 we'll do push-ups right. a day. I'm start a group chat, and I'm gonna do okay. 100 a day, and we'll all check in. I did my 100 because it's not everyone easy. listening to this podcast also needs to do 100 push-ups a day. It's Everybody, the most, everyone's it. doing it. It's a start. Start a Reddit chain. Yeah. No, we will. <laughs> all right. Perfect. <laughs> Okay, so I'll, I'll, I, I've snaked you for the past couple of questions. Let you go. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I had a little question. So you said that you do like push-ups, like manage stress. Um, Like what else do you do to manage stress? I'm sure you're pretty busy. So yeah, besides man, push-ups. I, I think uh, when you're going 100 miles per hour, at a certain point, you will hit a bit of a wall. Um, so when I get to those points where I'm just very overwhelmed, I, I, I just – I allow myself to feel overwhelmed. I feel – I think that some of the worst times for people is when they're so anxious and they're upset at themselves for being anxious. And they'll say, why am I so worried? Why am I this? Um, A lot of times when I'm just very anxious, I'll say to myself, yeah, I should be anxious. I'm taking on a lot. And I just allow myself to feel a certain way and I work through it. Um, And I think working, if something bothers you, this was a great lesson from my grandfather. If something is stressing you out, a big assignment, an exam, a performance. If you are worried, if you just do a little bit of work on it, you will feel better. Always. I think that's what do they even call? It? I don't even know the word because I don't do procrastination. <laughs> I used to be the worst procrastinator ever. And I slowly over time would say, okay, let me do 10 minutes of this awful, you know, journal entry I have to do for my English class, something I'll never use again. Um, if I just did 10 minutes, I think you know, being proactive is a great way to handle the stress. And then obviously you got to have your boys, you got to have a good friend group. Um, and go out, man. Like I think, and then you want to be very ambitious and people think I'm a robot and that I'm always just working and grinding. But I think it's so important to party also. And my mom's like, stop saying this. Like you shouldn't, but I really think it is important to go out and have this amazing time, go to concerts, go to festivals. Cause when you're young, that's the time to do it. So that's another thing is you, when you're working very hard, you must make sure that you're also loving every moment and enjoying it as well. Not to seclude yourself from all pleasure, just because you have such big goals. You also have to have time to go out, you know, both are equally as important. So to have those times where you're just blowing off a ton of steam are, is also a great way to stay focused and, and stay hungry. Yeah, I find that if you don't try to like squeeze in that time to have like like dedicated time to like, you know, go do something fun, that will just find its way into your schedule in the form of like you scrolling on your phone for like hours or something like that. You need that time where you're not like working. And I mean, I, I need to get personally, I need to get better at doing that, like on purpose, because it does just, you know, show up in the form of me, like on being on my phone for like an hour. So totally. I don't know I try, I try to like, squeeze it in, but that's definitely something that I need to work on. Um, I'm with you. I, right. I also think, I also think when it comes to emotions, I remember before I started actually really benefiting from TikTok and had my own platform when I would scroll on TikTok, I don't know if you guys felt, feel like this ever, but I would feel so depressed after an hour. 
Yeah. Because I, no, yeah, totally. You got so much guilt. So not just guilt, but I, I'm going even deeper than that. Not just guilt from taking too much time away from my day. I'm talking about real, real, uh, a, a real upset feeling that I see all these other people living their dreams and doing so well and having such great audiences that it made me feel so awful about myself. I would think to myself, oh, why did I go to law school if I could have been a content creator? Because look how much fun they're having. And that's something that I is, is an interesting conversation for me is, dude, scrolling on social media is one of the most depressing things to do, in my opinion. Like at yeah. this point now, I have a different level of comfortability and confidence because I have my own platform. But before that, it was just awful. So I think like minimizing time on on social is probably helpful too. Yeah. Um. I mean, I think it's 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 like you see that stuff. It's all like filtered. They're all putting on a show. It's like I just have to remind myself like none of this is real. Like I mean. Yeah. It's a lot of it is just yeah. like, you know, glorified and stuff. Everyone has their their struggles and it's not as perfect. Their lives aren't as perfect as they may seem. Exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just those algorithms are so dang good, bro. It's They're like so I know. good, dude. I was just I, talking to my brother about this. I would I literally will go out downtown, see something outrageous, some guy dancing in the street. And and doing backflips, and then I get home on TikTok, and it shows up on my TikTok. It's insane. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, I'll be like talking about something, and then it's I don't know. It's creepy sometimes how quickly they uh they get onto me. All right, um, we're gonna hit time soon. I want to get into the law stuff before we run out. So Whoa, let's talk dude, about we've been going for fifty two minutes. Yeah, I, I know, know. Time flies, right? What? I know. We're just going. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'm taking a um, video. Hold on, boys. Hold on. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Right. Yes, sir. All right. Sorry All about right. That. No worries. Um, law. Tell us about your law journey. What, from my understanding, you do in-house counsel now, right? Yeah. Was, I, I was real estate like that. Yeah, I've always been interested in real estate law. I, I love how you could go out to the building and see yourself. I love how how creative the process is in real estate development. There's a lot of art that goes into it in a way. And a lot of creativity, you know, picking out the style, the location, the design, the furniture, the paint, the finishes. I love that entire process. And it's very, it takes a lot of different disciplines to bring a good real estate project to life. You have to know finance, you have to know law, you have to know accounting, property management, zoning, land use. It's, it's really endless. I could go on and on. So that's what I do now. I absolutely love it. I kind of brought my creative uh, passions to the company. So I started a vlog series called Day in the Life of the Real Estate Developer. And the president of the company is the main character, dude. And we did one video, just one. I'm the guy holding the camera. I have my drone. All the footage is all mine. And I posted on LinkedIn. Dude, it popped off. Brokers calling now. Hey, we saw your video. You know, big, big publications calling us now to cover us. So it's funny because LinkedIn's kind of the... LinkedIn is so funny. Are you guys even on LinkedIn? So I'm um, I'm on LinkedIn, but I'm not on LinkedIn. So I don't like go like yeah. scrolling through. But I I know it's like a, a real social media platform at this point. Like, Dude, yeah, social for LinkedIn professionals. What are you saying, Masia? Huh? No, no I, was, oh, I was just I was agreeing with Sam. Yeah, I'm just I'm like kind of I've seen it, but I'm not really on there. I get it. Well, LinkedIn is the most boring social media platform on earth. <laughs> it's death, dude. If you scroll there, you you'll just want to you know 
God knows what. But anyway, when I saw LinkedIn and I was scrolling, I looked at it, I said, wow, all I see is a is a field of gold and that gold is attention. And if I just put out engaging, fun, entertaining content, I could capture it all immediately. So, you know, if LinkedIn, if you're good on, if you have good content creation and you put it on LinkedIn, you will get viewed because the content on there is just God awful. Uh, I, 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 but it's like 40 year olds. Yeah. Or like, I don't know who, who goes on. But LinkedIn? Sam, who do you want to talk to? You want to talk to kids your age? You want to talk to me? You want to talk to the guy that owns the company? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So I just need to like, you know, what do I do? I just go post a video on LinkedIn being like, trying to like. It's a, it's a different, me, different format. Different format. Yeah. So you're on, you're on TikTok and Instagram. You're trying to get views and create entertainment value. But when you're on LinkedIn, you want to post today. I went to the football field at 8 a.m. I filmed. We edited. I had the guys do a certain move, as you could see, at two-minute mark. And then you post your highlight video. And every week you show your process of you becoming in a fantastic, amazing sports videographer. And bro, all of a sudden, head of media for the New York Giants slides in and goes, hey, you know, we want you to come out. So so it's yeah. a different, you have to align yourself differently. Every platform is different. Mm-hmm. Every, the content needs to be different, the description, the narrative. On LinkedIn, you guys should be positioning yourself today. Not today, like I hate LinkedIn, but I see how powerful it is. Dude. <laughs> You put out good content on LinkedIn, you're gonna get fun. you're gonna get seen. Yeah. I'll do that. I'll try. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's bo- bro, it's painful. I'm just telling you. <laughs> so like, does LinkedIn have like a like a shorts platform? Or is it just I don't know. Dude, everyone's doing the shorts. It's kind of it's kind of That's what I'm saying. LinkedIn put- shorts, would that be horrendous? LinkedIn Are you shorts. kidding me? <laughs> there's no 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 no. There's no way like because then it's like uh, everyone's trying too hard to do the shorts thing. I think like YouTube kind of is bringing their own shorts culture. TikTok still yeah. is like the most authentic one, but I don't know. Everyone's like, oh, is this going to replace this, that? I mean, I think they're all like a little bit different, like you said. And yeah, they I, are. I think LinkedIn in a shorts in a short form thing just does not make much sense. But I mean, I guess if you're trying to get like 40 year old business people addicted on your shorts algorithm, go for it yeah, <laughs> yeah that's that's what i was picturing i mean no, i don't, I don't know do. maybe I, I feel like their brains aren't as like you know susceptible to that but maybe they are yeah who knows the algorithms <laughs> are good enough to get anyone these days maybe all right um you're talking about your your real estate um the the real estate law you're doing have you heard of chat gpt no what is that you guys wrote that in the email what is that yeah okay i'm about to blow your mind so I want you to, after this podcast, I want you to go look up. So it's a new project by OpenAI and um, it can, I, I like, okay, I don't want to ruin your day, but this thing can draft legal documents that are like region no. specific with little no. to no errors. And it can do, it can no. code, it can write essays, it can, it can do so much. So yeah, someone is dra- drafting like a lease agreement or something like that um, for like in North Carolina with this and it can just do it effortlessly. So I want you to know about this because you should definitely use it as a tool. But I mean, I don't know. Is this coming for your job? Like, it, Dude, it's crazy. This you is just so good. My whole, like, you just ruined my life. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, but hey, you have to know about this because this is like, it is game changing. Like people are like, for just writing like an essay for school or something, you just write in your prompt and it'll pump out a completely original essay in like two minutes. Are you guys using it for school? I mean, 
I've well, we, it just um, came out like a week ago, so no, we haven't had no, that many maybe. opportunities. And I'm not gonna yeah. say if we are or not, um, Dude. but it is it is really impressive stuff. So it's OpenAI. So it's Sam Altman and Elon Musk and Microsoft. Um, same people who did Dolly, which is like the image generator from a couple months back. Um, yeah, it can it can draft legal documents pretty pretty dang well. It can make songs. Like we had a yeah. weird is we had an emergency pod on this like a couple days ago, and um we made like an intro song and it like we put in Teen Finance it found our names, like it was scary yeah it's, it's like, like you wrote about Sam and Maceo from the Teen Finance podcast it was crazy I just want to get your take on it man. I mean if I know you don't know a ton about it but like this could it could totally change the landscape for lawyers who are not acting in the courtroom is what like but so I don't know. This is an unmitigated disaster. That's my final say. I am now f- switching professions. I'm not going to be a full better. You got to check this out, though. No, you, you. Ha- I want like I think it'd be cool. Maybe you can get back to us. I want you to to try the to make some legal documents with it. Um, and like I mean, I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know if they're like accurate or not. But you should try it, and then just let us know because I mean, I'm interested to see if this thing is actually is like you know good at doing stuff as it says it is because. I don't, at face value, like I, what I've heard is that, especially like I code so I can see when it like messes up with that kind of stuff. I wonder if it's the same for, you know, law. So I'm, I'm sure there's Dude, still need to be lawyers who check over stuff. I'm going to make a video on this. You should absolutely make a video on this. It'll go 100%. viral. I'm you need to get your, you need, we need your take on this as a lawyer. So yeah, that, tell us if, it, if, it was, if it's legitimate. I, I'm, I'm waiting on that video for sure. That's horrifying. <laughs> yeah. No, it's kind of scary. Day is ruined. I hate all you guys <laughs> hey but if you're the first hey if you're the if, if other lawyers if this hasn't gotten to lawyers yet do you realize how much more pro- you just need to gatekeep this actually i don't know if you want to make a video about this bro dude, dude, yeah, dude. you need to gatekeep this you'll be the most productive lawyer in the whole country i'm telling wow, you wow imagine i'm gonna go okay if this hasn't infiltrated like law space yet Dude, you need to like, I don't know. You, this could increase your productivity like tenfold. It does it, it writes all your drafts for you. That's insane. If I was in high school, I would l- not write another paper. Yeah, I, that's what it feels like. I mean, we'll see I've how long this. It. So, I mean, it's in, it, it is like launched it. It's in like their beta version right now. We'll see if it, if it, cause I mean, for Dolly, it's not like you can do a certain amount of like prompts each day for free. We'll see. They're going to mm. have to monetize it at some point. But I feel like it's a tool worth paying for it. Like it kills Google, like the search engine, because it'll do like you can like search for stuff, but it'll like, you know, sift through all of the results for you and get you like an answer. It'll put it all together. So all that work that you have to do, like mentally, it just like erases that. Dude, that's really you can just scary. put a homework problem in there and it'll <laughs> that's like, really scary, show you dude. how to do it. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. It did my physics know. homework for me. Are you serious? Yeah, I know. There's one. There's one yeah, physics it, problem. Yeah, it threw that, out stuff and everything. Yeah, so there's a physics problem. No one in the class could solve it. We're like, uh, we're AP physics. Like everyone's really smart. No one could solve it, and we're all like super confused. We put, and then like a month later, when this comes out, we put it in, and it like in a second spits out like how to do it, all the formulas you use, and then gives you the answer at the end. And like we're like, okay, this is just better than humans, <laughs> bro. Between this and all the online learning and remote work, you guys are. No one's going to learn anything. School's over, bro. School like, is school's over. over. Oh, my God. I don't know. I got to check At this out. At least high school. 
Yeah, I think I'm going to really hit a rabbit hole on this. You are. You will. <laughs> and you're going to start using it. Chat GPT by OpenAI. <laughs> we'll see. It's yeah. going to it's gonna change a lot. Um, yeah. All right. Well, we're still on the topic of law. I just want to, like, for, you know, a lot of teenagers like us, um, for someone who wants to be getting into law in the future, what should they be doing now? Like, what are some habits they should be building? Yeah, first, don't use chat GPT because you won't learn how to read or write. The most important, <laughs> the most important tool for anyone pursuing law is learning how to read and not skimming. You know, the way we look at text messages or the way we read TikTok captions. I mean, reading something extremely closely, understanding that every word matters and being able to retain and contextualize what you just read is the most important tool. So if you want to start every single day reading one page of the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal and reading those articles in full, fantastic exercise. And then you go ahead, you go home and you summarize what you read. And you'll see when you first start off that you forgot a lot of the key facts. That is the most important tool. Reading comprehension, it will make the LSAT, that's the entry exam to law school, much easier. It will make law school health a lot easier. It will make taking the bar exam a lot easier. That was my biggest flaw going into law schools I never read. I was allergic to reading. I just wanted to play basketball a whole day um, <laughs> and play GTA. So that's the num- number, number one thing. No need to complicate things with all these ridiculous uh, tasks. If you just read and read and read and read, you'll be so much more prepared when it comes time to law school. Did you take AP Lang in high school? Dude, I didn't take one AP course. You guys don't get it. I literally told my parents, I said, I'm not taking one AP. I'm not going to waste my time. I want to chill. I want to hoop. Dude, I was hooping like six, seven hours a day. I'm not even kidding. I was just hooping. Okay, <laughs> AP think- Lang is basically like what you just said. Like that's what you learn. I think it is by far the most useful useful class you can take in high school yeah. because I mean, it's just teaching you how to like read and write at a high level. And wow. I mean, I, I try to get as many people as I can to take that class because it's at our school. It's it's a really good um, teacher and everything. So, I mean, it sounds like that's what you're recommending. It's just like, you know, close reading. Like it's all nonfiction in that class. Pretty much there's one fiction book, which is Gatsby. That's the only one you read the whole year. The rest yeah, is just like one. articles and, you know, old writing from like, you know, the transcendentalism, all that. But um. Yeah, I know. I think it's a useful class, and that's basically what you do in it. It's just like you know, analyzing articles and then you know writing responses to them and that kind of stuff. Are you guys All both right. in APs? Yeah, um, different ones, but yeah, I thought I didn't take Lang this year. I I feel like I should have taken. Should have taken Lang, bro. I should have taken. Uh, it. I'm uh, doing like coloring good. pages in my other class, but <laughs> <laughs> the Play-Doh and uh, in AP stats, and then the eating crowns and AP. Physics. Where do you guys live, by the way? Where do you guys live? We're in Santa Cruz, California. I know you, no you, you surf, right? Yeah, we surf, yeah. You surf, yeah. Yo, so. I was in California for Super Bowl weekend. Are you? Oh, nice. Yeah, it was crazy. I was supposed to go to the Super Bowl, but then it didn't. I didn't go to the Super Bowl. That's the end of the story. <laughs> oh dang. Yeah, no, we're NorCal, so a little bit different, but still. I mean, it's oh. same California, but you got to come to Santa Cruz to surf at some point. You got to visit. Oh, yeah, it's crazy there. here. How is it it's there? The surfing capital of the world. Yeah, I know. It's Dude. like it is the spot to surf. 
That's so we sick. We got big no, waves. Like... Maverick's just up there. No. Yeah. It's, oh, it, I'm you, not you going Maverick. Oh, I know Maverick. Oh, my. No, nah, just pull up. It's only like 40 feet. It's not that, not that bad, bro. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, what, what else? Big Law. How was that working in Big Law? Dude, it was, was it like. It, well, this was a very unique time to enter the workforce. So I was at a big law firm. For those that don't know, those are, it is a terminology used for the biggest, most prestigious law firms in the biggest cities in America. They all pay, you know, $215,000 for their first year associates. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Is it like Suits? Is it like the TV show Suits or is it completely different? <laughs> it couldn't be any different from Suits. Uh, you know, no one is dressed in a nice suit, first of all. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? No, dude, zero. They, very few people oh, wow. actually wear suits and ties to the office anymore post-COVID. Um, there's very little drama. There's very little talking. I'm just sitting in front of a computer uh, typing a whole day. It was I was working remotely, and I think for young people that are really looking to learn, I would always recommend against working remotely because I don't think you could grow socially professionally um when you're just sitting at home all day like you could drive it drove me nuts and you guys could see already from this conversation that i you know i have a good time talking and it was just and it was i would start my work at about 8 30 8 45 and i'd work until about 10 11 o'clock every day so it's 14 15 hours a day wow. uh, of just of just in this room like where i am right now so the, the firm was, it's an amazing firm. I got to work on some of the biggest deals and the biggest buildings in New York City. I mean, I'm talking hundreds of millions of dollars in one transaction for, you know, one portfolio. So that exposure, I'll never see M's like that again, probably. Uh, so in that sense, it was great. And I, and I think at the end of the day, if anyone ever takes a chance on you and says, okay, you know, we'll hire you. I think you always have to show a certain amount of appreciation for that even if it didn't work out the way you thought like the fact that gibson said to me like we like you we want you to come here uh means a lot to me and i would never you know i would never take that for granted so i think in life you always have to be very thankful and i think that is a little bit of a lost art uh, appreciation and gratitude totally. so yeah at the end of the day I'm, I'm happy they took a chance on me um and at the same time i'm happy i'm not there anymore <laughs> <laughs> I know. And else, it, it does seem nice to just be like, you know, do in-house counsel because then you're like really connected to the business in a, in a way that you kind of aren't in big law, right? No, no, no. This is this is a company. I get to see all parts of the business. So aside for just law, I get to do some interior design, branding, marketing, PR. Yeah. Um, so it's great, man. I mean, I think if, if you have a certain type of personality and a certain type of mind, it's nice to do many different things. And it sounds like you guys are much busier than most and it, yeah and i'm like trying to figure out what i want to do like i can't imagine just doing one thing and that's why like, yeah. i think like in a position yeah. that you're in where you kind of get to do a lot of that other stuff and have fun because like yeah i mean i like doing like the technical stuff but i also really like the business side but i also really like you know just doing marketing and that kind of stuff and getting like make videos myself so i don't know i need to find it like when i'm older i need to find myself in a position where i can do all of that or else i think i'll go crazy not being able to yeah. Do the other oh, stuff. definitely, dude. Yeah, and you will because you you guys are already doing that now. Like you, Matthew, what do you what, what do you what do you got going on aside for uh, school and all? Because I know Sam's got the videography and photography. Um. Yeah. So I got school. I, I like I procrastinate so hard on all my school stuff, and it takes up so much of my time. And then like I do a lot of like stock stuff on the side, and I work with my dad for his company like oh, hell a yeah. fair bit. What does he do? Um. Uh, he does like industrial solutions for like factories. So it's like the big machinery that like 
builds the cars inside of factories. He sells like the whole assemblies for those. Oh hell yeah! Pull up the ArcX headquarters. Yeah. yeah, let's go. I need that. I need that uh, factory tour. Yes, sir. Actually, well, yeah, I want that factory tour too, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I want one too. Dude, at the end of the day, I I, I just want to reiterate one thing: is that you guys are so young and. I am, I'm 26 and I would say to myself, I'm so young, I'm just getting started. And what anyone has seen is just the start of it. Um, and I think it's so important to just understand that you're always growing. And that's the point of life is you're going to struggle. You're going to procrastinate. You're going to do bad on exams. You're going to have to drop classes and it's all part of the greater process. So people want change very fast. You want to already be able to be, you want to be, have a company and you want to learn a language and you want to do do many things and it's all a process and i think once you actually fall in love with that that process for example when i was applying to law school the process of studying for the lsat preparing my resume the application the visiting the waitlist the drama that for me was so much more fun than when i got accepted when i got accepted i was like oh it's all over now yeah i was happy i got yeah. in there but i think when when you just look at every day my mantra is improving something every day so do something today that'll make you better tomorrow and anything that doesn't make you better tomorrow is probably not productive doesn't mean you shouldn't do it doesn't mean you shouldn't go to a concert but what could you do today that tomorrow you'll be a, a, lo a little bit better just and if you do that every day all of a sudden these little bits of improvements end up being massive yeah i think and i think going you can justify going to a concert with that logic because going to a concert can make you better tomorrow can relieve stress yeah. that'll help you be more productive and that kind of stuff so i think everything like most of that falls under that umbrella of trying to like improve yourself and i mean hell yeah just like those little like habits i mean they build up over time they compound on each other and it's something that just at one point you'll reach that point where it all like comes together but i mean i try my best just to like you know work on those small habits we talked about this in like a past episode Maceo gave like uh, a little hack where it's like try to make all the bad habits like maybe like 20 seconds more difficult to do and then like make all the other stuff just like slightly easier. It could be like if you want to go to the gym, like just have like your gym bag ready at your door or something. So just make it easier. So that's yeah. a great point. Uh, that's a great point. You guys surround yourself with people like yourselves. Like If I was in high school, I know I would immediately be you know wanting to be friends with you guys i'll say oh like, they got this podcast they're doing videos it would just you want to always attract the energy you want and i think when you're surrounding yourself around friends um they you know the obvious saying is you're the sum of the five of them but at the end of the day that really does ring true you want to be around yeah. winners people that are bettering you all time and the most important thing with friends is that they they want the best for you because people jealousy is the strongest emotion yeah. and 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 you'd be surprised like, even i've had I've lost a lot of friends over time. Like as you're as you're evolving and becoming the person you want to be, people will not react well, and it's not their fault. It's just they, their emotions are too strong, and I think you have to be willing to just say, you know, what I've I've evolved and they stayed the same, and therefore I can't feel bad about losing them. So that's that's something super important. Like you, everyone around you needs to be so happy for your success all the time. Yeah, and this and the second they're not, move on. You don't need them. Yeah. You need people yeah. boosting you up. It's not going to work without it. Totally. Like all my all friends, right. I'm like the biggest hype man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. No, I think people and people love you for that. People want to like, nah. those relationships are like worth more than anything else. I think just totally, having that totally. strong support network and stuff. 
All right, Morty, how much time do you have? Can we roll? Do we have time to roll into some minnow tank and then the final thing you wanted to show us? Yeah, fine. Let's do another five minutes. How's that? Okay, okay. Real quick, um, we have. Did you come with a business idea for minnow tank or no? It's fine yeah, if you didn't. I got, we might I got one. I got one. I okay, got one, bro, we'll let you do yours to... first, and then if we have so time, I'm gonna we'll go give ahead. you. I'm gonna give you the idea, and you're gonna go ahead and do it, and you'll put me on the board with advisory shares of this company. Okay. <laughs> When you go to a restaurant with friends, yeah, the worst part of the night is when the check comes out. Mm-hmm. You're with 10 friends. Everyone pulls out their credit card. What did you get? What did he get? Oh, your steak was $10 more than my chicken breast, but you got the asparagus, so you pay the asparagus. And how much is tip? Oh, let's do 80% tip. Here's 10 cards. The checkout process at any restaurant is about... Like 10, 15 minutes, it's dreadful. It ruins the whole experience. So my idea to you, Sam and um, uh, Masio, is it Masio is the right way to pronounce it? Uh, I guess Maceo. Maceo, you should have corrected me, Maceo. Uh, Maceo <laughs> oh, and you're Sam, good, you're this, good. <laughs> this is the company that I'm giving you guys to go run with. It is a, a, a software where you could seamlessly check into your table, claim the foods that you want, that you want to, that you want to pay for, you pay it and you walk out. You don't even have to look at the waiter again. This would increase efficiency on the consumer end. It would keep tables moving much faster at restaurants and it'll make the whole experience better. They have softwares like it, but I've seen them and they suck because I, I could see a good software. And all of a sudden you're sprinkling in new features. We go out for Maceo's birthday and we could do a feature where it's birthday and everyone else pays for him and it automatically splits his bill to everyone else evenly. Yeah. So this is... That is my idea to you too. What do you guys think? I think that's, that's a great, great idea. But I think that's it's not really for helpful. us. You want to know why? Because we already came up with the greatest solution ever oh for this case. So, I hate it. <laughs> no, it's great. Uh, dude, I've paid for stuff more than anyone else. No, no, no. All right. Yes, we, I 100% we, have. I, we like to live life on the edge, okay? To, to have an exciting life. So what we do, we came up with a solution that revolves around gambling. So we all put our cards in a bag and then we pick one card out of it and that person pays for everything. <laughs> it's just, it's really exhilarating. And, and, you know, the majority of the group leaves extremely happy you know so <laughs> that's I mean, good i maybe, like that one yeah <laughs> that's that's we, we we do that like sometimes when the states let me ask you high. where are you guys going to, where are you going to eat how much is the check i mean it depends we'll just go out to like i mean sometimes we'll go out to like dim sum or like chinese food or something like yeah, that yeah. and i don't know it's like a hundred bucks or something depending on how many of us are there and which is a lot of money really bad it is yeah but like it's, it's a lot of money but you got in new york city with 10 people that bills eight eight nine hundred dollars yeah exactly so, yeah. so with, with that amount you, you got to be a high roller if you want to do that in new york but for like a oh, lot no. of places it's yeah, not that yeah. big of a deal but hey at one point once you get to that point in your life i mean it's kind of just like it's a fun way to do it but yeah i like mm-hmm. the idea of doing uh, that i mean like i think do some places already like this uh, i'm trying to think you could they have like those like little the, the place like the little like Ziosk, I think they're called. Yeah, you can like, like split. I, like, you can um, like split and select on there. What is it called? I think. What like those like diners and stuff that the have iPads. Them. You do it on the iPad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like little like tablet on the. the what do you guys? Yeah, well, you got? can also like play games on them. All right. Uh, what do you? I want to hear My, your ideas. So I don't know if this already exists because I kind of came up with it last second, but it's kind of related to law, which is why I wanted to ask you. Fiverr for lawyers. So like, I think getting a lawyer seems like such a difficult process. I want a lawyer, if they're, if they're like lawyers who just like, you know, aren't at like a big firm and just want to do like, you know, the smaller jobs. I just want to be able to hire a lawyer like super easily 
and just like it can be like just for like one thing like i mean i need i need you to draft me like some uh agreement for my app i don't need you to like stick around for that long because it's not that legal intensive but i need you to like just do something for me real quick can i pay you like a thousand dollars to do this or something just something like that where it's like just like a platform where there's just like a base of freelance lawyers who will just do like any of those like small jobs they don't need to stick around just do it real quick and then move on let me digest that I don't it's, know. This might be a it's, thing. It's, it might it's be promising. Stupid. I don't know. It's promising in, in the sense that it's very hard to find a lawyer because it's, there's so many law firms and how are you supposed to know who's who and what would be cool yeah. to add on to that, Sam, would be uh, the reviews of that lawyer from the past. Here's Yeah, the one no, issue. totally. Here, like, just like Fiverr. Here's the one issue is that you hire the, as opposed to you hire someone for a creative purpose to make a YouTube thumbnail. You hire yeah. them, you say, hasta la vista, I'll never see you guys again. Um, what's the worst that could happen? The thumbnail doesn't perform well. But when it comes to a contract, if you hire a lawyer and they do a crap job and down the line, yeah. down the line, something hits the fan, you know, someone didn't put funds in the right way or you want to terminate this agreement with the person you started it with but you never really understood the contract. This person just took boilerplate language off chat GPT. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's the thing when it comes to a good lawyer will create a contract that is ready for all situations, but also hopefully you never actually have to look at the contract again. Once you pull out the contract yeah. and you have to get, as they would say, litigious, where you have to start suing people left and right, that lawyer is long gone and on Fiverr, you don't know who it is. You're now in a tough position. So I, yeah. I see how I could I could see it being I could I could see it actually. Now the more I'm thinking about it, because you could just have reputable people on there with reviews. Yeah. They do they have this? Did you do your market they probably, research? They do. I'm pretty sure like but it's still like it, it seemed still too difficult to me when I was seeing stuff, but I guess it has to be. It can't be as easy as Fiverr because of the reasons you just said. Um but yeah, I mean I don't know. It could be cool. I'm actually, the more I think it's about like whatever, it, the more I kind of like it. Yeah, whoever's doing this is not marketing it correctly because I didn't know about it. And it was hard to find it when I went to look it up. So if someone just like, you know, marketed this well, made it more out It's a there, pretty then. good idea, actually. I changed my mind. I like it. Okay. I want you to start it, Morty. <laughs> no, dude. I'm not looking it on for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Masao, let's hear yours real quick. Yeah. All right, okay. So this was kind, like, this is kind of a joke that was in my mind, but then I kind of thought of it, and I was like, it could be something, right? So here you are. You're walking into your local coffee shop, right? You're like a little smoothie bar, and you see the big menus they have, right? They just have a bunch of names and words going down them. And so my idea, right, is we make those all screens, right? And every time you order something, we implement like effects on the screen that like show your drink and like give like special effects for your different orders. And I think you could just oh, yeah. go around and like market this to like chain brands and then just like put those in every store. It could work. I'm not explaining mm. it well, but no, I like, like that you, you explained it perfectly. Menus. Yeah, you explained it perfectly. I like that. That'd be cool. So that was my you, idea. If you go I to Dunkin' like Donuts, you, you, know they, you know, they have the payment, um, the payment screen right in front of you when you pay at Dunkin' Donuts. So when you we don't order, have Dunkin', yeah. <laughs> right, we don't have a Dunkin'. Oh, but. Okay. Well, well, you know, they have that payment screen that says like cash yeah, yeah, card yeah. and you tap it Yeah. on there. You could throw on like someone drinking coffee. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It would definitely I add like to that. the user experience for sure. 
Yeah, that's cool. Right. I think it's like you just make a little royalty off of it or something. Yeah. Just All right, I'm gonna say I'll I'll it. I'll give you one hundred thousand dollars for actually no, I'll give you I'll give you ten bucks for a hundred percent of the company. All right, no, no. I'll give you I'll give you a hundred thousand dollars in debt for one hundred percent of the company. Uh, Mr. I'm like Kevin. Mr. Wonderful. Kevin O'Leary. Yeah, yeah Mr. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> If All you right. were like um, Mr. Wonderful, you'd be pumping up a company and making everyone else lose their investment. But, you know, a little right? crazy. <laughs> <FTX. Um. laughs> All right, Morty, go get the thing you are going to show us. It's the oh, end yeah, of the prototype. Bro, yeah, this yeah. is crazy. Hold on. I'll be back. <laughs> hey, Mr. How are you doing? Oh, pretty good. How are you doing, son? My day is so much better. I feel bad for ruining Morty's though with ChatGPT, not going to lie. I know. I'm sorry, Morty. If you're listening to this, we're sorry. <laughs> sorry. But like, hey, he needed to know about it. This is going to make him the to. most productive lawyer until, I mean, he needs to gatekeep this, I think. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he doesn't tell anyone and he just sits there drafting like 140 documents a day. Yeah. Like, oh, here he is. I have something in my hand. It's off camera right now. This okay. is the next gen product for all party experiences. <laughs> Okay. I have the prototype. It's up here. Okay. It's up here. It is a board game that is perfectly situated for pre-games and post-games when you go out. I came up with this with my boy. It's still a prototype phase, but we have everything designed. This is the box. It's called post-game. Oh, Dude, that, looks, <laughs> that looks nice. <laughs> and oh, my the, gosh. got the red bottom for Louboutin. Um, okay. This, this is the logo called post-game. Love it. And it's in the bottom right, it says your uh, your post game will never be the same. Dude, so that is it. I, <laughs> I, I can't show you what's inside, but the goal yeah. here, the the play is, and, and we played this when we were, I was with my friends in Vegas, and it's it's pretty fun. Like it's, it's a mixture yeah. of, of kind, you know, I, I'm not going to tell you what it is because it's still unreleased, but the goal is to reach out to big alcohol companies. And as everyone goes digital and they're all trying to fight for space on people's phones that are totally saturated, I'm now going to tell them, you must go back in time. Remember when I told you guys about the door hanger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you yeah, can have yeah. a product that will live on someone's table. Post game by Absolute. Post game mm. by Svetka. All it's of a so sudden, you, you've brought this brand to life. And every time people go and get ready to drink. They are thinking about the brand. It's the perfect marketing. So we went, my friend Harry and I, we went to the top, top spirit brand worth billions in New York City called Campari. They own the biggest, biggest brands. I think they own Svetka. They own 10 other alcohol brands. We went to the office unannounced. We were there. The, the most gorgeous building you've ever seen in New York City. 10 security guards massive reception area and i went in there i looked up the name of the marketing person on linkedin i went to the front desk i said hi i have a meeting with laura at 1 30 i had no meeting <laughs> they're like, they're like <laughs> they go they go oh yeah of course they ask for my ids i look at harrison and i'm like okay this is working we give our ids that is so good she, she's typing in our information she's about to take a photo of us on the webcam to send us up she goes wait i don't see you guys in the system and I said, no, it can't be. I mean, we spoke to the headquarters. They told us to come at 1.30. We should, we should be in the system. We were just going to go up the elevator and say, where's your marketing person? I need two minutes. That is when the elevator pitch comes in. And they wouldn't let us up. They no, let no. So, Campari, if you're listening, you are missing out on the greatest marketing opportunity. Your marketing is oh stale. You have, you, you've lost some magic 
And post game is here to save you. This is Moses ready to split the sea, and the sails are inside on the land. Yes, so Campari, Campari, call me, baby. <laughs> we gotta talk. There we go. <laughs> All right, oh, Morty. This awesome. was a blast. I'm excited to see where this goes. Dude, um, we'll have to have you back on once we when that once that launches. Yeah. Oh hell yeah! You guys are great, and I, you guys are, you guys are doing a, a great job with everything. I at 16, you, I was nowhere you. nowhere near this advanced level, and uh, dude, it's a great time. I'm gonna keep tuning in. You guys got a clip, you know. Take some of the best parts, make those TikTok clips. We got to throw oh, this that podcast is going everywhere. Oh, 100%. I'll send some to you. Yeah, 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 dude. And I'll, I'll repost everything, bro. If you send me a really good clip, I'll put it on my TikTok and I'll tag you guys. Bet, bet. Awesome. Perfect. Awesome. All right. One final question, though, Hit before me. you go. When are we going to see you run for president? Yeah, man. I think it's, I think it's, uh, you know, the person doesn't decide when to run to pres for president. The people do. So I think at some point. We want you I now, Morty. We want you. <laughs> Who cares if you're not 35? It doesn't press. matter. It doesn't matter. Just run anyway. <laughs> Here's what I will say. In my lifetime, I will do it. I just don't know when because I think it would just be a fantastic experience. I would run as an independent. I, I think the, the two-party system is a little bit uh, outdated in the sense that no one really knows like why they're rooting for one side. And I would yeah. just like to get back to the ideas. So, you know, running for president soon, they got that... I got, uh, where is it? Do I have it here? I have a hat that says Morty for Prez, but, uh, you know, merch coming soon. I'm actually about to, I'm working on designing a, a hat. So a merch line that says Morty for Prez really? is kind of a, <laughs> like a, like an ironic play off campaign merch. Um, so it's a really fresh hat, like one of these baseball caps and I'm going to be donating hundred percent of the proceeds to, uh, a charity. So that, that oh, should be sick. dropping sometime. Nice. That should be dropping sometime in the spring. So stay tuned for the merch. I'll send you guys, I'll send it to you guys. When I get bet, it. bet. <laughs> All right. Um, Morty, where can people find you? I think after yes. this podcast, everyone's going to want to know more about you. All right. Stuff. I appreciate it, man. You, you could check me out on TikTok, Morty for Prez, number four. That's probably my uh, my best platform. And then on Instagram, Mordecai Weiss, no spaces. That's a hard word to spell. M-O-R-D-E-C-H-A-I-W-E-I-S-S. And if you guys have any questions, DM me. I spend hours mentoring hundreds and hundreds of students in one year. I've spoken to so many students that I'll never meet and I'm just here to kind of help and, and be, be some sort of guiding hand for anything that you guys are doing. So you can reach out in any, any sort of way. I'm happy to be a part of your process and, and that's where you can find me, man. Or you can find me on the streets in New York city. You know what it is. So. I know. Just look around. <laughs> just stop yeah. you. No, Does that happen people, a lot? Yeah. People stop me and it's great. I love it. It's the, the most rewarding that's part sick. because a lot, I spend a lot of my time alone creating, working. So you get to meet people off it. And they say, you know, a lot of people say that I inspire them to go to law school or I inspire them to do this um, or to, you know, study harder. It's, it's the, it, it is the best, best feeling you, you could get. Sweet. All right. We're going to wrap. That was this episode. We'll see you all next week. Mark your calendars. Morty, thanks for coming on. This is a blast. Sam, say I'll thank you guys. I appreciate it. Great time. Absolutely. Yeah, all right. See ya. B bless up. See ya.